Ready for light speed. If your people fix the hyperdrive, all the coordinates are set. It's now or never. Punch it! Hello, podlings. Hello, podlings. Today, (laughs) classic talk over each other. Yes, classic. The old PB and Beck mess around. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. How's it going? Yeah, good. How's the lives? Good. You know what I would really like? To be able to get to where I want to go faster. Well, that's good. Today we're talking about hyperspace. (laughs) (laughs) Which unfortunately is not real. Yet. Yet, but is a weird, weirdly accepted universal thing sci-fi thing it's very yes outside even outside of the universe that we know and love it is a thing and you would be surprised when it was first created in human history oh well i hope that you enjoy this episode on hyperspace that's my hyperspace noise (laughs) yeah i can tell Sounds more like a jet or something (laughs) i don't know what's happening there sounds like a terrible transition yes Hyperspace. Hyperspace. Space, but hyper. I went into this wanting to talk about like hyperspace mining and then got whirlwind into other fun things. And then I just found what I'm doing in the most interesting today. (laughs) So I looked up when the first time we see hyperspace and hyperdrive, and it is not within the Star Wars universe, actually. Although when you say hyperspace, people think of Star Wars. It is true. No. And I'm sure there's a lot of things in Star Wars that are like that too, right? They are not theirs. Where you're like, you think Star Wars, but was actually based on this or inspired yeah. by this and whatever. Yeah, made popular by right. yes. Star Wars. Yeah. So the first time that we see hyperspace written is in this Amazing Stories magazine, which is like a comic book type of thing. It's mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. sci-fi. And they also did like technology and other shit like that. It was in a story called The Invisible Bubble. That's the first time that we ever see it by Kirk Meadowcroft in 1928. Whoa. Yeah. Quite some time before. Like 50 the years Star Wars. before Star Wars. Yeah, so it's it's probably, I mean, how old is George Lucas? I mean, I guess it's just stuff he was it's still like reading and before watching him. growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's still before him too. Way That's before him. Well, I guess Star Wars was before us in a way. Yeah, 100%. So it's like... Yeah. <laughs> Bro. But, you know, like, like he was obviously inspired by yes. stuff that was written and made before him and yeah. made while he was alive, too. Yeah, it's kind of wild when you think about that. Like, the first, yeah. like, comic book sci-fi stuff, and they're talking about hyperspace is in, like, 1928. What the fuck is going on? I reckon it definitely was not cool back then, either. <laughs> yeah. The Invisible Bubble. <laughs> the Invisible Bubble. Like, it would have been so exciting, but... It would have been pretty cool. Like, oh, hyperspace. Yeah. You've like, got, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So the next time we see it is also in the same magazine, in Amazing Stories magazine, um, and it's called Islands of Space by John Campbell in 1931. So Whoa. just a few years after that. Yeah. Hyperdrive didn't come around until The Manless World by Marie Linster in Thrilling Wonder Stories magazine. So another like sci-fi magazine. And that's in 1946. So we don't get hyperdrive, i.e. what keeps you in hyperspace. Yeah. And until 1946. But then this became the new standard that you needed a hyperdrive to be into hyperspace. So I, I'm a little <laughs> bit confused. <laughs> 
So hyperdrive is what, like, the ma- the machinery that allows you to go into hyperspace? Into hyperspace, Okay. Yes. Yeah. I should know that, but for some reason I got confused just there. <laughs> My storytelling. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is pretty funny. And then this became the standard, right? All yeah. of a sudden, okay, how you travel through space is obviously in hyperspace. Yeah. And how you travel in hyperspace is obviously with a hyperdrive. That's wild that it, like, kind of ended up as a universal language. <laughs> yes. It's like, this is just how... This is how it works. Even though it's, it's not a thing you can do <laughs> yeah. in real life, it's like, this is how science it's how it works. works. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. And they even talk about it too because like a hyperdrive and again, this is like all hilarious, but it's like a hyperdrive. The rule is mm. that a hyperdrive can get you into space. It doesn't need to be super functioning. It can be breaking up on the way, you know, but it, 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 <laughs> you just need it to semi-function to get you and keep you into hyperspace. But like right. you can also fix it while in hyperspace. You work on it. And they do that in Star Wars. We're like, oh no, the hyperdrive. It's like. R2, get back there, you know? Or on, fucking Chopper. Sh- 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 yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, fixed. We, we good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fix hyperdrive. Definitely not based on something in reality. <laughs> Shit, it's so funny. You it's can't have your car in. on to even check your oil. <laughs> you can fix it while in hyperspace. That's so funny. Wild. I was mind blown that, like, the 20s. It came that, that long ago. Yeah, that's wild. Like, wild. The 20s. In the 20s. And what, first Star Wars was 77? 77. Almost 50 years, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So it was common knowledge by that point, and George is like, Yeah. Well, <laughs> you don't even need to think about it. it yeah. This is how you do it. Hyperdrive, what do you find? Of course. The other really cool thing, if I were to make the hyperspace lanes in that the yeah. stars coming at you yeah, and like around you. Yeah, cylindrical, like, yes. portal almost, yeah. I was like, how did they actually do that in the 70s? Oh, yeah. Because how I would do it now is obviously just with, within a program and you can do all these sorts of things really quickly. But how did they do it? Practically. Because it'd have to be practical. <laughs> it'd have to be like... Physical thing. Manual. Yeah. 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 So I looked it up and the only information... I This huge thing. And I was like really hard to find. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting this PDF from like an old <laughs> science fiction newspaper magazine from 1978. And I literally had to read through pictures of a newspaper. <laughs> to find really? It. And it's of an interview with the special effects artist on Star Wars. <laughs> well, yeah, Quote unquote. Right. I say I, and that he was absolutely a special effects artist. Right, right. But it's very different to yeah. what we do now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And really cool. Um, his name is John Dixra. Good name. Solid name. And um, yeah, it's an interview he did with the Fantasy Film Journal. And he talks about how he created the hyperspace. Really? Yeah. Okay. And he said that when he joined, and this is very similar to the costume designer who had joined George Lucas. It's interesting to see these perspectives of people who've worked for him early on. Yeah. And you're starting to like build like, oh, this is the kind of person he actually wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, not in a bad way. For both of them in their interviews, they they say that like, oh, when I joined, you know, I didn't know how big this was going to be and I didn't know whatever. And he asked me to do everything cheap and dirty, you know, mm. fast and hot, let's go. And he's like, and by the time we got through this, all of a sudden we're building cameras and we're doing all these things. And at the end, he was like, actually, we need to do this properly. <laughs> so your work has just went on tenfold. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was like, yeah, I mean, it was cool. And I asked, I told him like, you'll never get what you want in this time frame and he said no no you can do it kid 
Have fun. Go for it. Yeah. But this guy was pretty epic and everyone was super excited about this hyperspace, right? This like visualization of hyperspace. And he has a huge quote. He says in the interview that it's it's streak photography. Mm. The one thing that we did all manually, which was creating the hyperspace visuals. And it's the only thing that's completely manual in like his aspect of the job. Right. Okay. Which was funny. <laughs> for me because all of it's technically more manual than what we would ever you, do yeah, yeah 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 very 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 true. um but this is photography so he would basically he said it's super simple what you do is you open the shutter and you move the camera forward thereby streaking the stars on the film each time you advance it's a little bit further so that on the succeeding frame the streak is a little longer eventually the streak extends all the way to the edge of the film uh, that's done simply by taking the camera opening the shutter and moving it and then closing the shutter oh yeah and then stopping yeah. then backing it up going to the next frame moving a little bit further this time and then stopping backing it up it's very tedious very time consuming and very simple mm. he said it wasn't particularly innovative but everybody likes it for some reason <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. It's just like <laughs> that was like a, a really annoying fucking two days of my life. But yeah, sure, I'd love to talk about it some more. <laughs> that's fucking funny because when you were saying that, like, it makes sense. Like, I've done like some long exposure yeah. type photography, I guess, yeah. and it, yeah, it's like you leave it open and things move, and then it becomes a streak. A streak, like, of yes, course, of course, of that's course. how you did it. Yeah, but you're like trying to think of like how did they? But he had do to it? instead of like. Because I we've done that with like stars. Yes. In w- which ironically, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is what we're talking about. Yeah. But he has to like manually make the streak. Yeah, yeah. by moving the camera as opposed to the yeah. subject moving. Yeah, which that, is cool. That's even. Yeah. And we talk sense. about it all the time with his original trilogy and stuff. How much of that sort of beauty of mm. it being created artisanally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus like what we can do now, which that could be done very simply. Mm-hmm. And it is. So I yes. got what they do today for the hyper <laughs> for the hyperspace. And the most recent one that I could find was we jumped to 2017 <laughs> and it's of the behind the scenes of filming solo. Mm, yeah. Um, and Ron Howard had posted like this behind the scenes photo on Twitter and they have a it's a huge concave screen, rounded. Yeah, yeah. And huge. And they have a projection of the streaks and the stars onto this massive screen. And then they have cameras that they can like move depending on what they need for that scene. Yeah. And they like pair it with the actors who are in the ships. And they react like the lights yeah. actually bouncing off them and whatnot. Yeah. Very different. <laughs> Very different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Comparing side by side mm. Han Solo in the original trilogy and Han Solo in today's world in it's it's just, it's just cool. It yeah. is cool. It it does it reminds me of like obviously back then they couldn't have had these things that actually lit up. Yeah. You know, like a lightsaber or whatever. Like if you notice in the old light um lightsaber fights, like there's very little if no actual light bouncing off anything. Yeah. Even in the prequels. There's yeah. not that much. It's not an that that's something I really liked about the sequels. My god, the lighting just got so much better. So like, much better. Lighting Where you have like a red and, oh, it's just so yeah. cool. It's so cool. Like bouncing the volumetric lighting, I mean, of yeah. like bouncing off the fog and stuff. Yeah. So cool. So something cool. they couldn't do back then. And it's just, yeah, you hear it you hear about the special effects, what special effects was back yeah. then, and you're but just still, like, But oh. still, like this is again cutting edge. Like yeah, it he's is. out there crushing fucking hyperspace by lights streaking. I think this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I 
I think there's honestly, we've talked about a few episodes now where we've talked about like, oh, the comparison between them. But man, can you imagine Star Wars if it was made fresh today? Oh, it'd be amazing. But like with the same amount of love and care yeah. that it was back then, but made with today's technology. It'd be kind of well, be incredible. It would be incredible, but that is a ridiculous conversation because Star Wars was the fucking catalyst to a Full lot of our yeah. sci yeah, our Very sci-fi true. fantastic the shit we have, you know. And without it, someone had to do it and I'm happy it was Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. And I think there will probably come a day where technology is so good and so easily accessible that people will be able to recreate scenes themselves. So yeah. It's already happening, like Corridor Digital, and there's even that Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader fight that they've recreated. Oh, fantastic fans and yes. their skills. It's actually insane. Yeah. Skill. Honestly, when I see a lot of these things, I'm just like, holy shit, <laughs> yeah. you know? People are making their own movies. It's fucking sick. Just yeah. at home, chilling, Yeah. you know? Like that dude works at fucking... Yeah. <laughs> and he is so fucking wrong, skilled. Yeah, exactly. It's like you can just buy a plug in and it's like okay, your that's sick ass hobby. There's your effects. Yeah. Like there's well, an true. there's an one of my favorite effects in After Effects <laughs> is guess? is Saber. And it's amazing because <laughs> it's literally I mean you know, there's a bit of work of rotoscoping and, and tracking and stuff, but you can just do a yeah. lightsaber. It's amazing. It's wild. Mm. He did try to do this effect in our original logo, which was a bit <laughs> on the nose. <laughs> nah, but well. <laughs> well. well, he's just trying to use it. Yeah. Justify his purchase. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing with Saber is it's free. Shout out to Video Copilot. <laughs> Little plug in there. Yeah. Adam for the episode. Love you. Andrew Kramer. Adam Boy. He's actually a god. Yeah, this research, though, led me to this guy, John um, Dijkstra, which is kind of cool because I'd, I'd not heard about him, nor did I think to, you know, start looking up some of these more motion graphics, visual graphics artists in the 70s. Mm. But it's cool to, like, have one, you know, because we talk a lot about, like, illustrators yeah. and we've chatted a lot about, you know, other types of designers in this realm, costume designers prosthetics and shit like that but like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cool to have someone um you know i guess someone like you this <laughs> is sort of what pb does for his job <laughs> yeah. that's true that's yeah. why we're out so many of our episodes are surrounded around design because yeah. not only do we love star wars but we're like super interested in the design of everything as well yeah and i mean the amount of shit that we found that's inspiring sick. yeah and you just like how and it for us Again, it's like the technology we have today, so many things are so easy. So when you hear about stuff being made back then, you're just like, how the fuck did they do that back yeah. then? then so much appreciation. It. So much appreciation for it. And like, yeah, yeah, that's it. It's epic. Yeah. Anyways, that's your boy. That's what you can probably do some more research on him. You can read some more newspaper. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> link me or do I have to go to library I actually or did. I actually did save it so I can, I can give it to you. Yeah, cool. That, yeah. That'd be cool. Shit. Oh, another fun thing too. I don't know if this was one of George Lucas's like what he edited it out. Because mm. you know how hyperspace all looks the same? Yeah. It's that streaky blue lights. Yeah. Unless, unless they're being chucked out of hyperspace, then yeah. it can change colors. But there is in A New Hope, there is one scene where it's... It's not these streaky colors. It's like this tunneling, this weird meshy, almost like lava lampy tunneling thing yeah, happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And there was like one person on Reddit that was trying so fucking hard to find out how they created that and like nobody had an answer. And there's only like one scene where the hyperspace looks different. And that's so interesting. In A New Hope. Why? It's like, why is that so hard to find? There must be somewhere. Yeah. Must be somewhere. There's got to be. Got to be, right? But I mean, if we're talking about like A New Hope, it was very hard for me to find out how they made this. And the like only the thing I could stuff. find is this random <laughs> newspaper. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, like the first movie makes sense for them not to have too much cataloging of everything. Yes. Yeah. It was basically an indie film, right? Yeah. So it makes sense that they will this works. also yeah. have a fucking full documentary crew following yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it would all be very analog. Yeah. yeah it'd yeah. be like boxes of files. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. A bit yeah. clunky. So I, it's interesting. And this was like a press release in 1978 where he chatted about what he did on the film later. So it's like, it's very yeah, it funny. annoying for him. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like when we see the hyperspace in in 2017, the film didn't come out until 2018. So we're seeing the behind the scenes mm. immediately where this guy gets asked a year later. Yeah. In a news article. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah. If you guys know more info on how to maybe even find, because I know there's like some random like archival type websites out there. Yeah. That have information that you don't just find on Google. Yeah. If you guys know, let us know. Fucking hyperspace, boy. Podlings, it was amazing, wasn't it? (laughs) Thanks for listening, Podlings. Thanks for listening. Um, We hope you didn't hyperspace your way through this episode and actually listen to it. That was terrible and, you know. I like this these little nuggets, you know, of the behind the scenes random stuff. It's always something very interesting. interesting. Yeah, it's always something interesting. There's always someone there. new we can meet that I fuck with, you know? I know, right? Yeah. yeah. What was so this guy's cool. name? Good old John Dixtra. Shout out to John Dixtra. <laughs> what a fucking name. John That's, Dixtra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. No, honestly. You're so fucking epic. I hope he's alive. Visual effects artist for the win. What a cool guy. If you guys would like to reach out to us, at Podlings Podcast on Instagram is probably the best way to follow us. And uh, we drop episodes every Tuesday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and some others. Just figure it out. Yeah, shout out to our only fucking Xbox listener. What up? <laughs> I fucking love that. I did too. <laughs> Anyways, Podlings, we will catch you next time. Bye.